Welcome to the Happy Healthy Mom podcast, the podcast that's all about helping you become the mom you've always dreamed of. I'm Bree, the wife, mom, registered nurse, and certified health coach who is passionate about helping you cut through the overwhelm, noise, and frustration so that you feel empowered and hopeful in making all the right choices to find true wellness for yourself and your family. Are you ready to be a happy, healthy mom? Awesome. Let's dive in. The information in this podcast is not intended to heal, treat, or cure. It's not intended as medical advice or to replace an individual relationship with a qualified healthcare professional. Please continue visiting with and being treated by your primary care physician or healthcare provider. Welcome back to the Happy Healthy Mom podcast. I'm super excited for you to be here. We have a great guest with us today. Lauren Tingley is here. She is a formerly stressed out working teacher slash mom of two who tried to do it all and ended up losing herself in the process. Determined to find joy in modern motherhood, she discovered simplifying was the answer. Now she shares tips for fun family activities, minimalist homemaking, and simple parenting advice on simply well-balanced for families looking to create more balance in their homes. Thanks so much for being here, Lauren. I'm super excited. Thanks for inviting me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, so why don't you share a little bit more about how you started um, this minimalist lifestyle? Um, Okay, so kind of going back to my like early 20s, I was single. I'd always considered myself to be like healthy. I was a yoga instructor. I worked full time. I, you know, just never really felt like anxious or unhealthy at all. And kind of all that changed um, after getting married and having kids and working full time. And it took me a while to actually like even try to decide to try some different avenues. I'd actually um, been like started going to the doctor because I just didn't feel like myself. And um, everyone initially was saying like, oh, you, you have depression. And I was like, I, I don't think I do have depression. Like I, I know a lot of people that have depression. um, And that's really not how I feel. Um, I just like constantly felt overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. Um, And So I just kind of started like investigating like ways to make life easier. Um, And being a working mom, like your time is limited, (laughs) your Mm -hmm. resources are limited. Um, And um, at the same time, I have a child that had like sensory processing um, struggles. And Mm -hmm. so actually the whole like trial and error with minimalism came about um, through a suggestion, like to simplify her environment, like she was easily overstimulated. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was kind of like, I started to help her. But like, shortly after we began, like, I noticed a huge difference in myself. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. like, I am feeling better. Like she is responding to this. Um, and it just kind of snowballed from there to the point where after a couple of years, I was like, I want to share this with other moms. Like, I think 
a lot of times when you think minimalist or minimalism, you see kind of like picture like, I don't know, urban single guys living in like, <laughs> like stark, really modern, um, decorated apartments or something. And I was like, you know what? Wow. Like we kind of make it harder on ourselves than it needs to be mm-hmm. when we give in to like society and culture and marketing. Yeah. Um, and so I was just like shocked by the profound impact. And so that's kind of where it's come full circle is like, now I want to share that with other moms. Awesome. So I love that you just kind of stumbled into it, but you really um, noticed that you benefited from it too. Yes. Um, Yeah. So I can relate because I'm kind of fascinated with that whole lifestyle, but at the same time, I feel a little overwhelmed with it (laughs) or with the (laughs) idea of, I guess, kind of um, switching, you know, switching things Mm -hmm. up a little bit. Um, And so that's part of the reason why I wanted to have you on today is for my own benefit. But then, you know, I also, I work with moms that have brain fog. And so we're, you know, kind of easily overwhelmed already. And then Mm -hmm. I just kind of feel like having more stuff or a lot of stuff adds to that overwhelm. And then, you know, one of the things that comes with brain fog is forgetfulness. And so if you just have more (laughs) things to take care of or things to remember where they are, you know, just more things, I feel like it just kind of adds to the forgetfulness. Um, but at the same time, like I said, I kind of feel like trying to figure out, um, how to reduce how much stuff we have can be overwhelming, especially for those with brain fog. So, um, can you go over a little bit of the benefits? Like how can this lifestyle affect our mood and our sanity? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, there's actually like quite a bit of research. I know there was a big, um, I have a background in science and I used to do like medical research. And so I'm always looking at like, well, what are the facts? And I know UCLA (laughs) had published a big study on like the impact of decluttering and simplifying and, you know, basically just showing that it does improve like overall mood. Um, And like specifically for me talking about brain fog, that was absolutely 100% one of the like symptoms I was experiencing. Mm -hmm. Um, Just, you know, in our modern life, there's so much to remember. As a kid, we didn't have 50 million passwords (laughs) to (laughs) everything. Um, And, you know, being a mother too, like just remembering appointments and things. And I, never kept like a planner or a schedule. I just would always remember everything. And so for me, that was one of the symptoms that I noticed is, oh my gosh, I'm forgetting appointments or I'm forgetting, Mm -hmm. you know, activities that I need to do or meetings that I have for work. Um, And so especially I think if you think about like the stuff that you have visual clutter, just having things in your environment, too many things makes it difficult for you to focus. Mm -hmm. Um, Even as a teacher, like in my classroom, that's one of the trainings that we have is like for students who are overstimulated or have ADHD, like reducing the stimulus in the physical environment, the colors, the decorations. So if you think about like, oh yeah, if you're walking to your house and there's piles of paper and laundry Mm -hmm. and sports equipment and all these things, then it, 
it makes it harder for you to kind of mentally sift through what's important. Mm. So, um, so that's kind of like the benefit for like clarity is you're able to, you know, see what is there. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I like that too, how you said, you know, it's hard to focus on what's important because yeah, it's like we lose lose sight of that with just so much stuff (laughs) everywhere, (laughs) you know, then we kind of all feel like it's important or we feel like, you know, it was gifted to us or maybe we spent some money on it. So we kind of felt obligated to keep it even Mm -hmm. if we're not using it. (laughs) Yes. And I like, personally, I grew up like in a household that I would have considered now, like growing up, I didn't because I didn't know any different, but what I would have considered to be a hoarder's home. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that I suffered from like a lot of people will call it like clutter blindness, Hmm. where you're so used to just stuff being everywhere that you don't notice it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's for me why it was kind of like surprising when I started decluttering that I did notice the difference because prior to that, I wouldn't say that I noticed the clutter. Like if there were shoes on the floor and there was laundry all over the bed, that's just how our house was all the time growing Mm -hmm. up. So Mm -hmm. I didn't notice it versus now, like there's not really anything in our bedroom. So if there's something left out, then it's really clear to go, oh, that doesn't belong there. It needs to be put away. But at the same time, it also feels manageable because there Mm -hmm. isn't stuff everywhere. It's not a huge job. It's, I don't have to clear out an entire room. It's, (laughs) I just have to put away the laundry, which when you're already stressed out and overwhelmed, that's like a doable task. But when you think, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people that I have talked to, they don't get started because it's, they look at the whole task, the whole job. And, you know, for anybody that seems overwhelming. So I completely understand that. Like, well, where do I even start? Yeah. It's kind of where everybody stops. <laughs> yeah, totally. Because you just get overwhelmed in that point. Cause like you said, you feel like you have to do it all, you know, you have mm-hmm. to do the whole room <laughs> Yes. instead of just kind of one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. So are there different, um, like ways or levels <laughs> to be minimalist? <laughs> you know, is it kind of all or nothing? <laughs> um, so it's fine. Like, you can talk to 10 different people and Mm -hmm. get 10 different opinions. Um, I subscribe to, and I kind of labeled what I do as practical minimalism. Mm -hmm. So my goal and what I encourage other people to do is to live with less than you currently do. So I don't subscribe to, well, you're not a minimalist until you only have one pair of jeans. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I mean, I'm sure there's people like who are very critical and judgy, but to Mm -hmm. me, I think the benefit comes from just starting to reduce the number of items um, and then see where you start to feel the impact. For me, this is something that we have been kind of exploring for about three years and I still declutter and minimize. Like I... Mm -hmm. I learn different strategies. I learn more about myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And it just is like a process. So I, I would never encourage anyone to be like, to go into it as a numbers game and think, oh, well, Mm -hmm. in order to consider myself a minimalist, I have to get rid of, 
you know, 20 sweaters or 50 <laughs> kids books. Um, but I would just start with a mindset of this is how much I have mm-hmm. and I'm going to let some of it go. Mm, I like that. That makes it so much easier. And that's kind of funny because before we started talking, I did, you know, I thought, well, you know, if I have 10 shirts, am I considered a minimalist? But then if I have 11, like I'm not in that right. category. <laughs> <laughs> right. I actually like posted on Instagram, like a picture of my closet not too long mm-hmm. ago. And I got a lot of feedback because a lot of people were saying, like, wow, like, oh, I could be a minimalist. Like that isn't a, you know, that's mm-hmm. not for items. Like I could <laughs> do that. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm sure there's somebody who would be like, well, you're not a hardcore minimalist. Yeah. But I'm like, well, you know, my, I have a walk-in closet and it's not full. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I have what I need. Yeah. Um, and I think that's really the mental aspect of it is instead of looking at numbers, like, just kind of evaluating like what you need Mm -hmm. versus what you want versus what you feel like you should have. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think there's a big aspect to it that like society tells us Mm -hmm. that we're supposed to have or buy. So yeah. Plus with all the marketing, I mean, gosh, marketers are just so smart or tricky or (laughs) whatever you want to call it, which is why they have that job. But I know they make you feel like you have to have it all. And then, you know, there's always like the comparison and between, Mm -hmm. you know, friends and neighbors and such. But okay, well, I like that. I like that it's just, you know, that's kind of, I don't know what with everything, like what I'm learning is there is no really like a right or wrong way to do it. We should really just be listening to ourselves and do what is right for us. Yes. And a lot of people I know, like, that's kind of like this simple aspect of it is a lot of people say, oh, well, you know, just consider yourself simplifying versus, Mm -hmm. you know, minimizing. Mm -hmm. Um, So that can have a positive impact too. At the same time, um, for some people, it does make it easier if you're like, okay, I am like, my goal today is to get rid of 10 things. Like there are, you know, just depending on your personality and your style. So that's why like I don't subscribe to one particular method. Yeah. I did a lot of exploring and investigating and found what worked well for me um, and what didn't. And I encourage other people to do the same thing. Awesome. So what if, you know, we're on board, we're ready to simplify and get rid of some things and our spouse or partner or our kids are not really on board with it. What can we do? Um, I absolutely love this question. I actually have like two posts in draft mode um, for my blog because those are consistent questions that I get. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm like, okay, I need to answer these questions because people are interested. And this is obviously like a struggle point for a lot of people. Um, You know, I feel like an individual's connection with things, especially adults, is their own process. So when it comes to a spouse or significant other, I don't feel like it's your job to force it mm-hmm. on anyone. Um, what I have had success with and what I have seen a lot of others, especially like if you're looking at like a woman in a traditional household, mm-hmm. um, is 
can control really has the most power. So like I have a friend who exact same question, like, okay, I'm ready to do this, but my husband like thinks I'm crazy and he (laughs) likes his stuff and he doesn't want to get rid of it. And I'm like, okay, well, if you're in charge of your clothes and your stuff, I don't really see a lot of husbands like stopping (laughs) from like decluttering the kitchen and the hall closet Mm -hmm. and the children's rooms and the children's clothes. So I think, I think as women and as mothers, we have a lot of power over a lot of the households Mm -hmm. um, that you can still see a huge benefit from simplifying or decluttering um, without forcing your husband to do it too. Um, And then what I have also heard from a lot of people that I have worked with is once a lot of the stuff is gone in the household, then they get on board Mm -hmm. because one, they start to notice like, Oh, my stuff is kind of the problem (laughs) (laughs) because when, when a whole family has stuff, it all just blends in together. And it's not like, you know, you just walk in and that's your house and that's your lifestyle. But when you walk into your, a room and it's like, wow, well, my stuff is what's the issue. Then then usually it makes it a little bit easier. And that, you know, it just always depends like with hobbies and <laughs> yeah, like that's that. true. activities. Um, and, but I feel like forcing somebody or telling somebody like you have to do this usually isn't the best way to approach it. I just say, you know, do as much as you can mm-hmm. um, and start to reap the benefits of that. And then after that, those, that's when the conversations can start and move a little bit deeper um, and offering to help. Um, I personally would never recommend like going behind someone's back and getting rid of their stuff on their own there, you know, unless they ask like, Oh, I want you to just do it for me. Mm -hmm. That's totally different. But you know, just honoring each person Mm -hmm. as an individual and like letting them hop on the journey (laughs) when they're ready. Um, And then with kids, um, there's so many like different ways. If I could go back and start before my kids were born, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, like I know. that would have been the prime time. So if anybody yeah. is listening and they're pregnant, like <laughs> start now, <laughs> like start now, um, because I think I think that is really when a lot of this starts is because we are told like oh, a baby needs all these cute outfits and they need all these toys and they need this. And really, again, the research says that they don't. The more toys they have, the more frustrated they are. The more stimulating toys they have, the you know less likely they are to play independently and things mm-hmm. like that. So um, so I would say that first, like starting at, with the youngest kids possible, if you're able to create like a decluttered and simplified environment, as infants or as babies, that would be wonderful. Um, if however you are like me and your children already exist and you're like, Oh no, (laughs) what am I going to do? Um, I, I, if it is, if it's okay, I want to kind of talk about different age groups. Um, so I think when kids are young, I would say like toddler to five years old, I still think as a parent, you have the majority say in that as well. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I've worked with numerous families and gone into multiple homes. Um, and so much of toy clutter is actually garbage. Yeah. Or like, it really is. And it, this is like, I also like, I'm on the, you know, reducing plastic waste bandwagon too. Oh my gosh, since I too. started this. <laughs> um, so it's like, and, and part of what got me to do that is looking at how much, like when I would pull open one of my son's toy drawers, it's like, well, once you lift the toys off the top, the bottom is all plastic garbage. Yeah. Pieces that are broken, parts that are missing, pieces to games you don't even have anymore. <laughs> um, and so I actually recommend that parents do the bulk of that, like, you know, because kids will want to keep half yeah. of a broken crayon. They just do. They're like, no, I need that. Um, <laughs> and everything suddenly becomes their favorite. And then it just makes it really yep. hard. So especially when you're thinking, okay, I'm already fatigued or I already have brain fog and my time is limited. I don't know, sitting in a room arguing with a toddler about keeping stuff doesn't sound like fun to me. Yeah. <laughs> so in that age range, I actually suggest you do the bulk of it. Um, as far as getting rid of anything that's like broken or missing pieces and then kind of narrowing it down um, and putting it into categories and then letting them kind of choose. So I do have mm -hmm. some tips on like starting a toy rotation for people like who just aren't ready to get rid of toys, mm -hmm. like a toy rotation where you sort the toys and then you only have a certain number out at a certain time, but like mm. you still keep the other toys yeah. um, in idea. another area is a good way to start. And that's kind of, especially with kids kind of in like the five um, to seven range where they are attached to their items at that mm. point, mm -hmm. um, or maybe have like personal things that are theirs. Um, I think a toy rotation is great. Um, and really the best thing to do is just set the example. Um, if you declutter and minimize, minimize your items and the rest of your home is that way um, and starting to help your kids do it like, you know, together, um, then like I've seen a lot of kids where they're like, oh, you know, like my son now, he'll be like, mom, you know what? I don't play with a lot of this. I think it's time for me to donate. Hmm. Um, and so, and he's, he just turned seven. So talking to like a six year old, but for him, it's been a bigger portion of his life than yeah. my daughter who's 10 for her. It took longer, but now she's like full force on board. She <laughs> like loves the house clean. Um, and I do, um, I do also recommend with young kids, like turning it into a game on mm -hmm. my site. I have like a decluttering bingo game. Mm -hmm. where it's like a bingo board and, you know, there's different items um, that they could choose to get rid of or donate. Um, and then it's like, oh, well, if you choose three items in a row, then we get to go have an experience together. That's the trick. You don't want to be like, oh, and then we're going to go buy you a toy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then it's like, oh, you know, then we can make cookies or have ice cream or go for a bike ride together. Yeah. Um, so incentivizing it too, because some kids are just like, no, I don't want to get rid of it. I mean, I yeah. teach first grade. I know how little kids are. Not everyone <laughs> is going to be like, sure, mom. Yeah, <laughs> let's get rid of my stuff. Um, so I think there too, just having different strategies, but being consistent um, is huge because I've seen so many kids come around and I actually 
another huge emphasis for me is I have kids at our school. Our school has about 500 students, mm -hmm. um, students that had me as a teacher in first grade and they'll come back into my room like during their, you know, they're in fourth or fifth grade now and they'll come back and they'll just say, I just really like to be in here. It's really relaxing. Mm -hmm. um, and so for them to rem remember that mm -hmm. and for them to like seek it out, like tells me, okay, you know, you think about preschool rooms or kindergarten rooms that are yeah. brightly colored with stuff everywhere. And we're like that too. Like even yeah. as adults, I think we don't realize how much the, just the colors and the lights and TV and sounds and all these things impact our brains because I think as animals we weren't meant to be in an environment like that you know mm -hmm. like we haven't had all these things <laughs> around our brains um for thousands of years it's a new thing and so our brains are still going well how do I adapt to this when I used to be like out in the forest listening yeah. to the birds and the streams so yeah oh that's so cool that they come back and yeah I've been in my daughter's my daughter's seven as well I've been in her classroom and I'm even like I don't even know what to look at there's just stuff mm -hmm. everywhere yes and I mean I don't it's just even for the teacher like how do you know where things are <laughs> yes um, absolutely yeah so I will admit that I still like while my daughter's at school I will go into her room sometimes and get rid of some of the broken things or some things that she doesn't play with anymore but it's just like I don't know, two or three things here and there because she will totally notice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but she is also really good about kind of doing the same thing. Like, I don't play with this anymore. I want to donate it or I'll tell her. We have those little like free libraries in the neighborhood. Yes. Uh huh. And so I'll tell her, let's go swap them out. Like get some books that you don't read anymore. And so she'll take, you know, like three or four books and then maybe just get one back or something. Mm -hmm. Um, or we hand them down to my younger um, nephew and niece. So yes, she is good. But I think another thing that helps us, I mean, she still has more stuff than I would like for her to have. Um, but I think one thing that helps us like for her basically to not have even more things is that we don't have cable. <laughs> we only, yes. yeah, we only let her watch Netflix and there mm -hmm. aren't any commercials. And so yep. I've noticed like when we go on trips, if we stay in a hotel room, they have cable and she'll be like, Oh, I want that. I want that. What's that? Yes. I get that after she sees commercials. So I think that's one thing that's super helpful. For, uh, for our family too, it's mm -hmm. not having commercials. <laughs> yes, I agree. That's funny because I'm like, oh yeah, same thing. We only have Amazon and Netflix. We don't have regular TV and it is like, yeah, they're not being, I mean, depending on what they watch, but yeah, they're not being marketed to. Yeah. Um, and, and also too, I would say when you were talking, it made me think of, and I do like, as far as rules, we kind of do have a rule like, like with the holidays coming up and mm -hmm. birthdays or if they just have something that they decide that they really want and we're okay with them getting it is like, well, then something has to go. Mm -hmm. um, and so that kind of the one in and one out um, and two, like even with 
my son tends to like expensive things. Mm. <laughs> um, he, he's outdoorsy. And so all of his oh, things yeah. are like tools and equipment <laughs> and like outside toys. And so my thing is like, well, like you're going to have to donate as much things like for the value of mm. that. So it's like, oh, if you want, you know, a skateboard and that's whatever, $40, you're not going to get rid of a GI Joe guy. <laughs> you know, that's getting, you're going to need to um, get rid of more than that. So just kind of having, establishing some rules, because mm -hmm. I think, again, it's kind of like the mindless thing. You go into a store and your kid asks for something and you buy it and you get home and it goes into their room. Yeah. Um, so it does take, I think, some intentionality and some forethought because then it's like, okay, we are going to the store. A, are we going to get anything? Yes or no. And if, if it is an option to do so, then let's go ahead and take care of that before we even leave mm -hmm. um, so that it's, you know, so because yeah. you get home and then you put it in the room and then you're tired and then three months later there's a bunch of junk in their room again. Yeah. Um, and that's where it can get overwhelming and exhausting too, where it's like, well, we just did this and now we're having <laughs> to do it <laughs> again. Um, yeah. So yeah. Definitely. Um, so another thing I find super interesting and I would love to do is a capsule wardrobe. Do you, do you do that? Do you help people with that? Um, yes, I, um, I would say for about two years have started like a capsule wardrobe. So again, you're going to get different definitions. My definition is like a limited wardrobe of mix and match pieces. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's like a really popular method called project 333, um, where it's like a specific number of items. Again, like I'm not a numbers person, but mm -hmm. I just um, know that I really have benefited from, and I think too, like just background, like I grew up really, really poor. Mm -hmm. So to me, like the idea of having a lot of clothes kind of equated to like success and happiness, like, mm -hmm as a child, like, oh, I didn't get to have a lot of clothes or my clothes were from yard sales or hand-me-downs. And so it was kind of like this thing, like, oh, like I'm an adult and I have a job and I'm able to afford these things. Like I must have a ton of clothes. Every time I go <laughs> shopping, I'm going to buy a pair of shoes and a new mm -hmm. shirt. Um, and then all that led to was like stressful mornings where I'm running around and I can't find what I'm looking for in my closet. And there's too many choices and I can't even make a decision about what I want to wear. And I, I don't think I'm alone on that. Yeah, totally. No. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. And so I, I just started with that idea, like, okay, I'm going to get rid of things that I don't wear frequently mm -hmm. and that I don't love when I put them on. Um, I think it's amazing as women how much clothing we have that we put it on and we don't even like how it looks, yeah. but we keep it anyway. Yeah. Um, and, and then things that just go together and that, you know, and it's kind of helped me like, I think too, after motherhood, I kind of lost like my sense of self. Like I remember mm -hmm. shopping and just being like, I don't even know what I like anymore. Yeah. Um, and kind of limiting my wardrobe that has helped me to really like narrow in on 
on what I do like. So then it makes shopping easier. And that's kind of what I heard from other people too, is then like, if you know kind of the color scheme of your wardrobe and you know specifically mm. what, you know, cuts or brands look good on you, then when you go to the mall, you're not <laughs> shopping the entire mall for anything you can find. You're like, oh yes, yeah, these are the colors that fit into my capsule wardrobe and and these are the brands that I like and I know and I wear and I feel good in them and I can wear them week after week um, and still love them. So um, it, a capsule wardrobe too, like crazy cuts down on laundry, <laughs> which I, to me, it's funny because it's like, well, really, you're still wearing clothes every day. So how does it um, cut down on laundry? But it's like, I just realized how much when I had more clothing, how much laundry I was washing that I like really never even wore. It was just like, I took it out of the closet, tried it on, then threw it on the floor. And then the next week, like I just threw it in the laundry. Um, and I think too, I think a lot of people um, do that too. So have yeah. you not tried a capsule wardrobe? So I... I haven't tried it. No, but I don't have a lot of clothes. I, um, I started kind of just like what you've been talking about. Like I would put on a shirt and go, you know what? I really don't like how this looks on me. I don't like how I feel in it. And so it would just go into the donate pile. Um, and then just as things kind of started to fade or, um, you know, if I got a hole or whatever, then of course that would go in the donate pile. But I used to do quote unquote retail therapy. <laughs> yes. You know, like I would basically just be bored really. And so then I would go, um, and it wasn't just clothes. I'd buy clothes, even if I really didn't like them, I'd buy purses, I would buy makeup. Um, so I've since stopped doing that, but I think I even commented on one of your posts a little bit too, that, um, I feel like helping or kind of going non-toxic, you know, eliminating mm -hmm. a lot of the products that were toxic that I was using really helped me minimize what I was buying because most stuff out there is toxic anyway. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It makes grocery shopping easier, easier when you're like, well, I won't buy yeah. anything on that aisle. Yeah. So, yeah, yes. totally. Um, so I, but I don't really feel like it's, I guess my thing is I don't feel like my wardrobe is very like strategic, you know, cause mm -hmm. I, I mean, I kind of wear the same things over and over. I don't, have a job to go to. I work from home. So, I mean, okay. I could really just wear sweats every day if I wanted to. <laughs> um, I could wear the same pair of sweats every day to make it Right. No minimal. one would ever know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just, I feel like I need to have it more strategic so that I can just have that more like mix and match kind of a thing. Um, mm -hmm. So I guess that's where I, like, I'm more curious about it and kind of what I would like to swap switch up a little bit is to make mm -hmm. it more mix and match and like strategic. Um, yes. but yeah, so I don't have a lot of clothes in, but you're so right. I used to have so many more and I'd be like, where's that one shirt, you know? And mm -hmm. then I would end up running like for work cause I couldn't find it. Um, I loved when I was working as a nurse in the hospital, the last hospital I worked at, they gave us scrubs. We had to oh, wear yes. like one particular color. Um, Each, yes. <laughs> yeah. So they just gave us, and so I loved it. It was a no brainer. Like, this is what I'm wearing today. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so maybe that helped, you know, kind of 
helped me realize that that's kind of the way to go with it too. Yes. And I think I love how you said like strategic and, you know, how it's saying mix and match because that's, you know, really just encourage people to start, like just start wherever you're yeah. at because I didn't start decluttering my closet with a capsule wardrobe. Mm -hmm. I started just by kind of going through and going, well, I haven't worn that in two winters <laughs> or you know what? I really don't like that anymore. Or, Oh, yeah. that's from college. And <laughs> why do I still have it? Um, and so just kind of starting with that and then within like, I would say the capsule wardrobe really like within the last year and a half where after I decluttered, then I was able to say, okay, this is what I have. Um, because I also, and this was just kind of my take on, I don't mm -hmm. like to be wasteful. Yeah. So it's like, well, you know what? I do still like that. And maybe it doesn't match with everything, <laughs> but I wear it, you know, enough to make it worth keeping. Yeah. Um, and so I kept those things. And now that it's been, you know, close to two years, it's like, well, some of those things have worn out. And so mm. when I look at replacing items, then I try to be strategic. Mm. Um, okay. And, and really Pinterest is a great resource <laughs> for that. Like as much as it can encourage you know, shopping at the same time, once yeah. you see, like visually can see capsule wardrobes, um, it's like, wow, you really can look totally different mm -hmm. each day yeah. um, with just a few items. Um, and for me, it's just really about simplifying mornings. Because yeah. um, I think mornings are a huge time when a lot of us feel overwhelmed and feel forgetful. I know for yeah. me, trying to get everyone ready and out the door. I hate the feeling of getting in my car and going, oh, I forgot that today. Yeah. Um, and so just that the simplifying of the wardrobe and going, okay, getting dressed is now a really simple process. Mm -hmm. um, just kind of helps to start the day off a lot better. And the same thing for kids. Um, my son definitely has the capsule wardrobe. He's like a plain t-shirt and a jeans <laughs> type of kid. He's good to go. Yeah. Um, and, and trying to get my daughter on board too. She just has a really minimalist wardrobe. I would say not a lot of things. Yeah. Um, and, and so that's kind of been, um, what we've have explored, but it really does just make things easier. Definitely. I can definitely see that for sure. Um, there were, when I was able to wear whatever I wanted to work, I mean, there would be times where I would just stand in my closet for who knows how long, five, 10, 15 minutes, like, hmm, what should I wear today? <laughs> yeah. So I um, or like you, like you said too, I think thinking back to when I started decluttering, one of the things that I noticed was like, oh, I have this one skirt that goes with that one shirt. Yeah. Um, and then it's like, well, why? And then every time I wanted to wear that one skirt, I couldn't find that one shirt. Um, <laughs> And so it was like, well, I'm going to get rid of the skirt. And when I find the shirt, I'm going to get rid of that <laughs> um, Yeah. too. And I do, I do, because I do not like to waste things. I have like a local shop where I like to consign mm -hmm. things. Um, and I think that's good because a lot of times I think in consignment shops, they do get repurchased versus yeah. like things that aren't high quality or worth it then just goes usually typically to landfill. So yeah, I think that's good too. Yeah, I definitely, I purchase a lot of things on consignment just because I like to 
I don't know. I don't like to waste either. So, mm-hmm. and it's fun. I don't, when I find something on consignment, I feel like I found like a little gem. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so if someone listening is totally ready to start doing this, where do you think is a great place to start? I think I've read or listened to heard something where, um, it's kind of recommended like the bedroom area because that's where we go to like relax, you know, at the end of the day. But is there something that you found that's usually most effective or easiest maybe? Um, so I, like if someone were to come to me to ask mm-hmm. my opinion, um, I would say not to really start with a specific area, like I think the bedroom is a good place to to start because mm-hmm. of exactly what you said. Like that's supposed to where we be, where we recharge and rejuvenate and rest. And how can you rest in an environment that's overwhelming? Yeah. Um, but what I've learned by working with different families is also everyone is attached to things differently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so depending on what is in your bedroom, that may be a very difficult area emotionally. Yeah. Um, so if you think about, you know, if you have a lot of, you know, family heirlooms or pictures, mm-hmm. or if you're really attached to clothes, mm-hmm. um, or even like home decor, sometimes the bedroom can be tricky, but it just mm-hmm. depends. Like yeah. that could be the kitchen for somebody else or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, what I like to suggest is starting with quick wins, like, because we like, everybody so I don't know if you ever have like listened to Dave Ramsey but I'm a Mm -hmm. Dave Ramsey fan Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and so he you know he's been made famous by his debt snowball um and I Mm. like to call it like a decluttering snowball and he will admit too with the debt snowball that mathematically it doesn't make sense because (laughs) you know like if your interest rate is higher you actually should pay off that debt first instead of the smaller debt but it's the psychology of making mm-hmm. progress that has the bigger impact. And I, from what I have experienced and seen with people I've worked with, the same is true with decluttering. If you, um, you know, start with a room that is a huge project, you might mm-hmm. get kind of sidetracked mm-hmm. or, um, you know, it might, might be yeah. harder to keep going because it's such a daunting task. Um, So I actually like to just say, start with like little items. So grabbing your laundry basket and just kind of, whether it's your bedroom, your master bathroom, your kitchen, just take your laundry basket and set the timer for 10 minutes Mm -hmm. and start getting rid of things that you're ready to let go of that are expired, that are broken, that um, you haven't used in three years. and let the timer go off in 10 minutes. If you feel like you have the stamina to keep going, set it for another 10. Um, Because I feel like in so much, so many of our houses are full of, like there's just a lot of little things. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I feel like if we can get rid of some of those little things, it makes the the next task easier. Mm -hmm. So then after that, then, um, like specific areas. So like starting with specific items and then moving on to a specific area, Mm -hmm. like, okay, now I'm going to declutter my medicine cabinet. 
I'm not going to tell myself I'm doing the whole bathroom. I'm just going to do the medicine cabinet. And then, oh, okay, now that I've done all these little items and I've done the medicine cabinet and I've done the cabinet under the sink and I've done my kid's closet, then A, you've made a lot of progress. And when you go back to do like, so let's say, let's say talking about the bedroom again, like let's say one time an area that you're focusing on is like your nightstand Mm -hmm. and then another time an area that you're focusing on is your closet. Well, in your bedroom, if you've already done your nightstand in your closet, then when you go like, okay, now I'm going to do the rest of the bedroom, Mm -hmm. the bulk of that has been taken care of and it makes it easier. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of the way that I like to look at it. Um, and as, so as far as choosing an area, I just recommend people thinking about um, or evaluate really like what is like a non-emotional area for you to start with um, mm-hmm. usually makes it easier um, if you feel like you're emotionally connected with your thing. So like, um, like for me, the kitchen was a really easy area mm-hmm. because that's just not to me, it's just like stuff I have to wash. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm sure like for other people like, oh, well, I have a lot of dishes that were passed down from my grandma yeah. or, oh, we always cooked in here every holiday, then that would make it more challenging. So just thinking about like what would be, you know, a challenging area and kind of saving that mm-hmm. um, for once your skills are there. I know I have a post where I talk about decluttering kind of being like school and, you know, we don't start out by asking students to do calculus. We start out <laughs> with asking them to count. Yeah. Um, and so it's kind of that same way. Decluttering um, and simplifying is definitely a skill set. Um, so you don't want to jump into something that, you know, you're not really ready for because it's not going to be fun. Yeah. Um, and you're going to feel like, like the, if the whole point is to avoid overwhelm. Um, And I don't follow like Marie Kondo. I know she's like a huge um, decluttering guru. Her methods didn't really work for me, but I know she kind of has that process of, oh, you know, usually clothing is an emotional thing for a lot of people. Um, So like how she has people start with clothing. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, that was really hard for me because yeah. that's like my memories are in my clothes. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, that's what I wore on my first date with my husband. And that's what I wore when I was, you know, nursing my kids and, um, yeah. and things like that. So, yeah. um, so I think that part is different for each individual. So that's why I like that strategy of items, areas, and then like spaces. Awesome. I think that makes it super doable <laughs> for everybody. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I saw, um, and I'll also link to those blog posts you have that you mentioned. So, um, so that anybody listening can easily find them. But I saw too, that on your website, you have a free checklist with 20 fast ways to declutter. Yes. Yeah. So I'm going to link to that too. And I'm going to get it myself because. Awesome. um, That, um, that is actually what I use for like when people say, like when I'm saying like those 20 items, like Mm -hmm. that checklist is how I came up with those, like that idea of, okay, what are, you know, yeah. 
20 things that you can just quickly make progress and be like, yay, a quick win. <laughs> um, and they're most, they're like all things that everybody has. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I feel like you gave just so many very easy, you know, tips, like action tips for us to really start decluttering and simplifying. I like that word a lot better too, by the way, than, mm-hmm. than just minimalist. Um, it just makes more sense. So I know I'm going to get started. I think while you were talking, I was like, I'm going to start with my medicine cabinet. See? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So thanks so much. You can find Lauren at Simply Well Balanced on Instagram, and that's also your website name. And like I said, we'll link to um, to everything so people can easily find you. Any last words you want to share? Um, I just want to say thanks for having me on, and just um, encouraging anyone out there. I I do kind of want to loop it back to in the beginning how I got started, and just a feeling of health and wellness, um, and clarity, um, and just encouraging anyone, if you are struggling with those areas, I think there's a lot of things that you could do, Mm -hmm. um, to help from your environment, the foods we eat, the things we put on our bodies and act, you know, and also just looking at simplifying as a way to like detoxify your environment, Mm, um, um, just from the clutter that we we have in our lives. So I love it. You know, I'm all about detoxing and getting the toxins out. So I like that you said that. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for being here. This was really, really great information today. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Yeah.